Yes. Uh, so how about this? <laughs> uh, would you be interested in moving in together to save money oh, on God. bills? I don't know. We've talked about this before, oh, man. God. That's I think that you and I have a a relationship built on very tenuous love. <laughs> right. And I think that we could be at each other's throats in no time. Right. And it would be mostly me. I know who I am. You would be fine, but I'm a dick, and I I have no tolerance for anybody because I have some kind of antisocial disorder or something. So it's nice so, to know so, you haven't changed yeah. in all these years. Yeah, it's been a, you know that is so yeah. refreshing. It really is. What is your name, young lady? My name is Susan Sager, and I'm so happy to be with you two tonight. Right. So how about this? So We're how about Susan this? Susan on the program. I am so Susan happy to see on the you. Program. I am still not 100% sure. So you just said that you've been in L.A. for seven years. Seven years as But I know I've seen you several times in the last seven years. Oh, sure. So, like, you're here all the time. Well, and especially now that I have a grandchild. Yeah. Yeah, uh, But, yeah, I would, Aneri and I would do shows, and it's really weird, because a year ago, I did a show for Michael Murillo Mm -hmm. at the um, Carrollwood Cultural Arts Center, and... um, uh, with Helen Keeney and when I walked backstage uh, she looked at me she's she's a host on um, I know I think I know who she is but I just remembered I she's think a headliner she's really funny easily but. in the last seven years we did a show at the Chase Club oh yeah time. probably yeah. for sure yeah 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 but anyway this was just last year and she looked at me and she goes oh my god you're just what they're looking for on Home Shopping Network I go what are you talking about she goes you know, an older chick, you've let your hair go gray, but you're still kind of, you know, we don't say gray, we say silver. Oh, I'm right. a silver belle. Oh, okay. It it's looks platinum. I'm like blondie. Right. right? It's, it's the same way as uh, his hair didn't go gray. He's a silver fox. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Silver fox for sure. I'll be, uh, yeah. For sure. Well, I fr- well, in all fairness, I found my first gray, white, whatever, when I was like 14. Me too. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at this. I that, This is why well, it was taking me so long. I, I had to do my roots every 10 days. It's really that not... That is some white hair. Right. I'm not real sure what's happening up here with me because I definitely have streaks of it. And if uh-huh. you get me in the right light, it's like, who the hell's that old guy? Yeah. But, um... It happens. Uh, I, I, are you sure you have enough left? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> oh, come across this table. I will bite your throat out, you son of a bitch! <laughs> All right, Jason. Alexander. I don't know. This is a this is a sword fest of uh, of sorts. But look at this. See, right around my hairline is still. Most people get gray temples. Right. And mine's still dark. Well, my, my family, like my uncle, was Snow White when he was like thirty. I must but, have been. I just didn't know it. Right. <laughs> I, so I'm kind of in that same boat, too, of, like, you two guys, where I started discovering real young that I had, like, gray, starting to get gray in my facial hair. And that then, happens first, I think. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, I was confused because I was, like, 14, 15 at the time. Wow. And I talked to my doctor, and he was like, oh, well, like, you have high blood pressure. Uh, you know, it's probably... At 14, you had high blood pressure? Yeah. Okay. It, like so, I have like a heart condition. Like a, What do you have? No. Okay. We're not doing <laughs> that. No, because I have mitral prolapse. I, I I know I don't say it right ever. No. Whatever that is, I have that. My fucking doctor. All right, check this out. About three years ago, I go in for my regular heart. You know, mm. I'm a Dempsey. We like to have heart attacks. Check it out, doc. Okay. Okay. He they do the sonogram on the chest thing, uh-huh. and uh, he goes. Dude, one of your valves 
is like moving over and eating the other valve. Like my heart was right. eating itself. <laughs> like one of my valves was reaching over into the How other valve. How long was this? Like three years. See, so before of course, you found love, your heart was literally <laughs> oh, eating itself. It's awful. Up, that's right? so poetic. That's such a woman's perspective. But that's why I'm here. <laughs> I get. Oh, dude, that would make for such a great Christmas album. Just your face, like made up from like Grinchman. <laughs> yeah, like that's the sonogram of your dude. heart. <laughs> That's true love. So we do the thing. It's like the Grinch whose right. heart grew that day. I'm sorry, guys. It's fine. Uh, we do that thing where they, they put the scope down your throat, they knock you out and put a scope I down your throat. I just had that done yeah. in, uh, in uh, L.A. It was quite lovely. It was, it was it's, great. It's, it's a beautiful I felt like a t- sex toy. They put that uh, O-ring in your mouth. I was, and about the say, I, know that. Uh, I was about to ask, did it take you back at all? Yeah, very, very <laughs> much She's like, so. I remember the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> the 70s she remembers yesterday um so i come out of it and he's like hey everything's great like he just he never told me any specifics he just told me everything looks fine and ever since then i go in once a year i do stress tests i do this i do the radiation up the arm thing i do last time i went and saw him i had done a stress test i go in there and he's like, hey, your stress test looks great. Everything's great. You know, I just keep hearing how everything great is. And then and then he just goes, so, you know, we're going to have to get in there one day and open that and uh, fix that valve. And I'm like, excuse me, what? Uh, <laughs> he's like, he's oh, like, didn't yeah. we tell you? Yeah, he's like, yeah, like, you know, open heart. And because I'm going like, are you talking about like, and he goes, yeah, yeah, open heart. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, and he's just so cavalier about it as they, if like I had already they, known. They're going to replace an artery with one in, out of your leg. I don't know. Well, it's the valve itself oh, is okay. the problem. So, so they can fix anything. Well, and he's talking about it in this way of like, well, here's the other thing that's confusing. He's talking about it in a like, uh, we'll deal with it when we need to. <laughs> Eventually. So it's like, well, when do I know when you need to? Is right. that when I'm on the verge of death? Well, is, that right. when I, is that when I'm supposed to be? It's when the check <laughs> take that as a gift and go you know what i don't have to worry about that right now right i guess so, yeah look at it but also now is half fall right? right am i right that's, that's my body true. this guy knows my body is falling i'm 40 but my body is 80 i am falling apart really? so there's that's other why date older <laughs> that's why i don't date anymore because it's no, like for, no 40 year i'm not taking care of these old motherfuckers yeah, <laughs> Oh, is there a language thing? Oh, no. oh my we, we God, know. you have offended everyone. <laughs> okay, no, um, I'm not all taking care of some of them. All 12, yeah, we, I, I think our, our highest uh, downloads are like 16. We got okay, 16. okay, okay there we go. No big deal, no one to brag. So you're, <laughs> made, you're making it then. Uh, we do have one listener in Canada. Oh, that's all great. Like, hi, hi, Canada, hey. guy hi, Canada. or gal. <laughs> Or maybe neither. Hi, hi, Canada non-binary. Yeah. Right? We're, we're very progressive. It's How? In Florida. Of all I guys. just had a non-binary uh, voice audition. I don't even know what that means. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. But it was for some like cartoon where it, the, the character is a non-binary okay. innkeeper. And like all these people are drinking and she or he or it morphs into a wolf. And yeah, and then you have to like change. So not a children's show. But uh, no, it's an adult. Uh, I, I don't even know. They don't I mean, tell you anymore what that it, what it's even for. So she might have just gotten the audition for Shira uh, because they were just talking about Teen Wolf. I don't know. No, they were just talking about introducing a non-binary wolf character. No on kidding. She-Ra. What? Yeah. Ah, like, yeah. <laughs> 
What so, is that? Susan, you might be on She-Ra and don't even know no, right. that you're on She-Ra. That's amazing. No, I mean, I'm, you know what I made a choice from with the voice? It was funny because when you think of a, a wolf, you know, and, and morphing, I think the, that the visual should be the clincher and that the vocal should just enhance the visual because sure. shape-shifting right. is a big thing, I would, you know, visually. Sure. So <clears throat> I got the cue from my granddaughter who started growling. <laughs> And so I did it very understated and quiet because I figure, you know, the morph would happen, and that's, you know, this is awesome. So it was, yeah. but it was really fun. I mean, I made I made a choice, you know, and just you know went with it. But maybe wouldn't that be funny if that's the same thing? I mean, right. it, I, yeah, it have to be. It's well, I don't, know. I don't know. It was on uh, Actors Access, you know, and but the age, I think, you know, because I get a lot of weird stuff now because I'm auditioning for older and older uh, parts. Let me ask you something. Okay. So, as a, a woman who's, uh, you're not 20. I'm no, try, no. trying to be kind. <laughs> you're, you're not 20. I'm not 50. But honey. you're also, uh, <laughs> you've always been groovy. And you've always been, like, someone that I felt like was connected to what was happening today. Well, uh, Okay. Do you disagree? No, I mean, I'm because I think that's part of the artist, whatever that means, sure. thing, you know, mm -hmm. mentality right. is that, you know, writing comedy, which I consider an art form. Sure. And I'm sure, you know, you guys agree with me. I think no one at this no table, one at this table <laughs> agrees with me. We don't, we don't appreciate comedy at all. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, so I think that's a different way. You have, I think it takes a different kind of spirit. And it's funny because, like, sometimes in, in L.A. now, and especially when I go and do a show in Hollywood, I just got invited to do a great show. Um, Andy Southern and Friends, he's an up-and-coming comic, and he's really funny, and he's, like, 24. And he invited me to be one of his funny friends. That's great. You know? And right. I'm 64 now. Right. Will you still need me? Will you still? Apparently not. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> we got over that shit real fast. But, um, uh, just, so but I go in front of an audience and it's all millennials, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't have, they're a great audience for me. There isn't, when I get on stage, you know, and when I talk, like, you know, it, it's like, it's not about an age thing and I, I it's about, funny's funny, you right. know? Well, what I wanted to ask you is, <clears throat> this is a hacky question, but like, as someone who's mellow and group, you know, you were 26 when you were in Eating Raul, that movie? Yeah, I think so. So, And you played a dominatrix? Doris the dominatrix. So, the I reason... still do autograph signings. <laughs> That's great. Stuff. Isn't that... People want to the, know how we did it. The reason why I bring that up is it's... When you look... Okay, you, you have talking heads in their 30s railing against non-binary and transgender. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's... It is a seismic shift that is going to take a long time for people to catch up to. And as someone who's playing a dominatrix at 26, 40 years ago, you know... 38 all, not all, Not completely 40, but, you know... Yeah. Like, when you see that landscape, when you see people start talking about non-binary, and you see people talking about gender fluid... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's does very it, different. Do you just me. shrug your shoulders and go, what the fuck? Do you have well, any internal, like, I don't know about all this? I know, or, you know, well, you know, in my day, it was bisexual. Right. Or, you know, now I know it's all gender fluid. And, you know, and I work with an, another gal, um, Jennifer Valley, who's really funny. Uh, she's a cool mom. We're the cool moms. And oh, okay. we, we talk a lot about... She talks a lot about that kind of gender fluid stuff. She has two daughters and... You know, I have three kids, uh, two of whom moved out to L.A., 
uh, with me. But anyway, I forgot what the question was. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I got stuck. It's not really I'll a admit question. it. I feel I like that should be the tagline for I forgot. I forgot. I forgot this. I forgot the question. Susan Zager, I forgot the question. No, it's just a, it's it's not mo- so much a question as much as it is just a perspective thing where. The idea of, of people getting rooted in like, this is the way I see things, and you would normally, oh, you would normally tag someone in their sixties as, I'm stuck yeah. in my ways. Okay, this is but how let I me see tell you a little story. My dad went to school with Andy Warhol. Wow. And um, they were in art school together, and my dad said this was forty. I don't know, a couple years after the war ended, and. Um, Andy was a few years younger than everybody else, and they had to do a project uh, at school one day, the, a self-portrait in black and white and one other color, and, you know, get the different tones and shapes of the face and whatnot. So my dad said everybody hung their self-portrait up, and, oh, there's so-and-so, and there was one, nobody knew who it was. Andy had done himself as a woman. Mm. Okay, this is like 1948, right. 47, you know, and... Me growing up, I grew up in Miami Beach, and my dad was a designer on Design Row, so it was very much like Mad Men um, around my house. Like, my parents were kind of those kind of characters, you know, uh, real early 60s beatnik kind of characters. And so, like, one of my parents' best friends were Uncle... Uh, Bill and Auntie Ray, and they were two men, and they weren't. There was no gay marriage back then, but <laughs> they still pull a called the poor guy Auntie. Auntie <laughs> Ray. Well, we knew who we poor were, Auntie but, Ray. But you know what? Poor, and and uh, I, you know, I would draw pictures for them for their refrigerator, just right. like you know, it wasn't weird to me. So maybe that's part of it. I never had a filter I mean, on that, that I, stuff growing up. Well, that's always been the thing, right? Is like it's not, it's. Whoever is the parent is the person that teaches that kind of ingrained sense of like men are men, women are women. No son of mine will wear a pink tutu or whatever. Yeah, right, right. But so I, yeah. like, it doesn't matter what era you're in. Right. If your if your parents are just like, hey, who cares? Right. Might be that's how they. Then are. it's usually the kid grows up to be like, who cares? Right. And just over time. And my son's very conservative, which is weird. <laughs> That is weird. It is really <laughs> weird. And, you know, and his, and his you know, the mother of Socially my, conservative? Like, anti this, anti that? No, but uh, just in, in his thinking, you know, and I, I do a joke. I can't do the joke here, but, but I can do it in L.A. where I go, I wish he was a junkie because there's no fucking rehab when your kid's a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> You're just stuck with that shit, you know? Right. And, uh, but here, you'd get booed. That's the thing. Anyway, I was talking about Helen Keeney. So, tomorrow... I have an audition for HSN because anyway, I walked backstage that night to do this show <laughs> yeah. and she looked at me and she goes, you're exactly what, what they're looking for. I go, what are you talking about? She goes, they want an older host at HSN. Somebody who's not, not had a lot of plastic surgery, but still looks okay. And yeah. you know, you know, I was dressed nice. I had the outfit on whatnot. I don't dress in a little party dress anymore. I got rid of that shit a long time ago. But, uh, Anyway, when the audition came up, I got a call. So I'm auditioning for um, Aniria's uh, shooting my tape tomorrow. Thank you, Aniria, for all your taping needs, by the way. If you need something. Uh, I think she was our last guest. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to that, that she's, you know, she's going to tape this audition for me. It's going to be fun, too. Uh, yeah, so and, when and I. That's when how I, Susan got to play She-Ra. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is so fucking weird. I don't even know if I was supposed to. I can tell you who the casting director is off air, and then we'll see if it's the same person. I can't imagine ever being in a place in my life where I'm, like, interviewing for a job, and I don't know what I'm interviewing for. Oh, <laughs> like, wait. I, I just wait until I'm at that yeah, point. Yeah, let me tell you what, you guys. I just interviewed for a, a, a game show, I guess, called... Uh, you guess, maybe. To Tell the Truth. You know what? I remember it, To Tell the Truth. It, okay, yeah. they have a new one, and Anthony Edwards hosts it, and his mama's on it. Okay. Or some shit, hmm. and they have celebrity guests, and so they need one person who's the actual person. Like, one of the guys was um, the police... Um, commander who who uh, oversaw the whole slow speed chase for um, OJ Simpson mm-hmm. that dude okay right. and then two imposters right. so they were auditioning for imposters and they were auditioning older chicks for for whatever reason they must have some you know things coming up but it was one of the funniest auditions, you know, I, I've, I've ever had in my life because I really didn't understand what it was for, or what they were doing. <laughs> Although they were showing it in the lobby so that you could kind of see what the deal was. And when I went in, she just started asking me questions and I just riffed with her. And yeah. that, that was the audition. That's great. You know, That's the beautiful thing about Hollywood. <clears throat> I'm, not, I'm so Is un-Hollywood, it? though. It's weird. Well, it, Well, it's just the notion of, like, Hollywood's the one place where it's like, you're just make-believing and someone goes that was great make-believing <laughs> here's a check right. you may believe right. better than the other well, that's, that's like this home shopping network thing they want to know you know so I, I get to pick two products that I want to talk about and um, you know and and why I love it and what it you know changed so I you know I picked a few things and then they want you to tell a little bit about yourself which has never been hard for me so it's just going to be the kind of thing where so but anyway when I submitted for it I said Helen Keeney who's one of their big you know hosts now I said Helen Keeney said I'm just what you're looking for what an asshole who would say that who would say that and then get the audition right? so well I think I know who right so but how stupid and then I sent a, a stand up to I said I've done stand up with Helen and she said I'm just what you're looking for what balls right so speaking of which you mentioned this before we started recording. Okay. I kind of have to ask you now. Okay. So you have a principal standpoint on Walmart that I wasn't mm. expecting. Oh, yeah. Those I don't hurts. go into Walmart. <laughs> I don't like those. We got the Walmart in Burbank since I've moved there, and I refuse to go in. I've never been in. It's been at least four years, and a lot of people protested I didn't go that but, far. But you have no problem shopping Walmart oh, in I was Florida. A, no, I will go into a Walmart in Wesley Chapel. <laughs> okay. I'm in there. I'm shopping. I'm buying Christmas ornaments for $1.98. I don't give a fuck, okay? <laughs> but in California, I won't set foot in. Because so, so, okay. it just doesn't belong there. Okay, so but <laughs> what so does weird. not belong there? There's a that target hurts. right in hurts. It hurts bad. So, well, I'm from Florida, so I, I, you know, I mean, it's like I apologize for you fuckers every single day. <laughs> you understand this? And and all of us, there's a lot, of, like I was telling you guys earlier, there's a lot of comedians from Florida out in LA that are doing well. Like, um, uh, 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 do you know Sandro? Do you remember Sandro? I don't know that name. I think he left with Jessica Michelle Singleton, but he's now a regular at the comedy store. Started at Side Splitters. Nice. Um, We've had. It's been a while since I've been in the scene, but I mean, it, it's not uncommon for occasionally talent scout people to like swoop through because they mm-hmm. hear stories about Tampa. Like there's a thing going on in Tampa. They'll sure. swoop through, yeah, see yeah. a few people, go back home. 
you know that that well, does happen. I got a bunch of people seeing for America's Got Talent a few years ago because a friend of mine was casting it. Yeah, one one of our other guests, uh, Clark. It's kind of funny preacher? that the pre- doing preacher well. was. I've run into him. I've right. done shows with him at Flappers. Yeah. Uh, he's really. I mean, he's great. He deserves it. He's he's cool, and so are his friends. He's like real the, sweet too. Two of yeah. the guys on the two of the guys on the scene. One of them just moved out to L.A. But there was a kid named uh, Kyle Neely, I think his name was. I don't think I knew him. And uh, Clark Brooks, who's still in the scene now. But both of them got credits from America's Got Talent because Clark was in the commercial. Oh, good. And so was Kyle, where Clark just gets, he's like watching it and his hair piece just gets blowed off. (laughs) (laughs) And so like... I could not stop laughing because he posted that scene up on Facebook and he's like, well, this is how you get a TV credit. And at first I was laughing. I was like, ah. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that is but how you get, get a TV credit. you work off like, of it. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Have if you've got an AG, AGT is more like Vicky Barbalock. I think she was, got, <clears throat> she was the older chick uh, from San Diego a couple years ago that made it pretty darn far enough to where it really made a difference in her career. And it will do. Have you seen our... We have a friend who... He's on Netflix in the audience asking a question who? that... Uh, I'm not going to say his name on oh. Mike. But we have a friend. His Netflix premiere, he's in the audience mm-hmm. at a show. Right. And he gets asked a question. So he's on Mike, face on camera. Okay. And now, like, on his posters, he has, like, from Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> and he says his name. Oh and it's like, God. oh, that, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, if that's what gets you in the door, I can't. I can't say I wouldn't do it myself. But here's the thing: I don't know what gets you in the door. I think you know. There's so it's such a fluke that that you know. I've always just been grateful for anything I've ever gotten. Sure. You know what right. I mean? Because uh, th- there's the stars are against it and for it, and you know, there's just no rhyme or reason to well, it. Well, it's like it's it's that whole thing of like one percent of people will be successful out there. Right. So if you take, or even ever work. Right. I'm not even talking about successful, but even, you know, like I'm an almost was, you know, because right. I stopped right at the, you know, when I was really starting, I'd finally gotten a good agent. I didn't have an agent when I did Eating Raw. Mm. It was like that girl. I so was, you went, that was a question I was going to ask you. So you did uh, Eating Raw mm-hmm. and you did like one or two other movies around that time. Right. And then you. Three other movies. You had your kid. Yeah. I'm guessing, and yeah. then there's like a bit, there's a pretty big yeah, gap. Yeah, I was um, I had just gotten a big agent, and I was sitting at a, a pilot audition for I don't know casting at you know one of the networks uh, in eighty. No, wait, he was born in ninety one, uh, the end of ninety one. So this was nineteen ninety two because I was I was still nursing and stuff, and I had him in my infant carrier, and I had my sides, you know, and they were still crisp and white, and you know I hadn't even really looked at it and I just kept looking at him you know and then I went oh god but I should really read this before I go in but you know there's my kid and I just went fuck it and I went up to the desk and said thank you very much but I think I need to go there's you know my baby needs to um so thank you but I'm, I'm gonna cancel out wow. because I didn't want to be shitty yeah. and I worked so hard to have a career you know that I didn't want to go out because I was you know couldn't because I, I couldn't wrap my head around an audition and th- that was you know, what we were talking about earlier, it wasn't really a decision. It was just I decided I would rather be a mother than keep auditioning. You so, know, this is both. You know, I mean, maybe I'll get something, maybe I won't. But I don't know. I knew I'd 
yeah, I, I couldn't do both, and I was knew I was breaking up with the dad, so I knew that it was on me to support the right, baby right. and all that stuff. So I mean, uh, it's a great principled stance to take, and I highly applaud it. My the question it wasn't would... even that though. It was that's what I wanted. You know, I mm-hmm. found out that he was here, and I was well. I mean, hallelujah. They're... I mean, I never thought I could. You know, to be honest, I mean, I've been trying not to for so long. <laughs> you know that? Are you kidding me? I was on. I was third. 36 already. Yeah, but there are a lot of people out there who would have just been like, I can take the baby with me to audition. I wasn't at that level. I really, you know, I I was, the baby was with me at audition and I realized I didn't give a shit about the audition. Wow. It just, my priorities totally changed and that's when I decided I've worked too hard. You know, I can't do that to to myself. It's not, you know... And I never regretted it, and, and I don't think I ever, you know, like, took it right. out on him or anything like that, because it was it was the right choice, and then I adopted the two girls. Yeah, those, and, those parents are always weird. Those parents are always, like, just sitting down at dinner, and then the kid, like, knocks over glasses, like, this is why you'll never get an agent! You're just like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I, I, I did what I wanted to do, and I found ways to be creative as a parent, you know? Like, you could... Well, that, that was the question I was trying to get to, was... So you had that break, and then you came back to it. So did you, was there like a weird moment where you just sat down and you're like, I can do this again? No, or somebody was dared it, me. Somebody <laughs> dared you? You remember Gary Nager? He, he runs the paper, the <clears throat> Neighborhood News out in New Tampa. We used to call the, the divas used to call them our paparazzi. Hi, Gary. Anyway, um... <laughs> Gary, you should now listen to our podcast. Yes. Well, we'll let him know. Uh, Neighborhood That number news. will jump up to 17. <laughs> they should know. Don't he, forget to like, everybody comment, reads subscribe. It. Everybody <laughs> Smash that like button. <laughs> Hit that notification bell. Everybody reads the Neighborhood News. But anyway, um... Question again. <laughs> it's fine. I was meandering. There's been a lot of marijuana flying around. All right. What was the what was the question? What's happening? Where are you guys? Don't remember? Are we recording? Yes. You don't remember either. No, it was. So, you, so you, what? So, what, so what was the moment? No, that I was back? dared to do it. Like yeah. a friend of mine took me to to Side Splitters <clears throat> to see a female comic, and her name was I'll think of it. And during the it's show, a very long name. <laughs> no, no, Mary Ellen Hooper. She's very funny. That's how I was technically. <laughs> and and uh, she had been in LA and then was living in Orlando, so she was working the Florida circuit. And um, during the show, she talked about her two adopted boys that I th- that were from a South American country. So she said, "Does anybody have adopted children?" So I raised my hand. She said, "Well, do they look like you?" And I said, "Well, they're from China, so." No. Yeah. And it got a big laugh. And my friend starts nudging me. And Mary Ellen goes, well, we got the, they're from China. We didn't need some no. And then she got a laugh. Sure. And then, you know, Liz really started nudging me. And her and Gary dared me to go do uh, whatever an open mic set at Side Splitters. And I said, one night only. I was teaching and I was I was subbing and I had you know like twenty people in that little flipping room. You remember that little room, that bar or whatever? It was always cold in there. That's what I remember about it. But um, then they invited me back. You know, I said it went great because it wasn't stand up though. It was a monologue. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. It was not stand up. Um, it was a prepared model. <laughs> so that dare brought you back to the Yeah, whole... and then I was like, okay. When did you... I started in... I want to say it was 20, 
2010. That doesn't feel right. Maybe the late 2009. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah. 9, and, 10. And I how, was... Had, how long had you been doing I that? I was... Um, August 13th of 2008. Okay, so you'd better... A year. You're ahead of me. Yeah. yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, not much. Mm-hmm. Right. Enough to be emceeing an open mic sure. ahead of you. Right. That's, that's really the only <laughs> that, difference. That. You know, at that point... That, well, you were one of the, you know, when I was, you know, hiding in my shell in the back, there were like the seasoned comics around, and you were one of the seasoned I ones. was? Well, to me, because oh, I didn't wow. know what the hell was going on. Well, you know what was, what was good was, <laughs> was that I had an acting background, so I felt comfortable on stage. Sure. That was the difference between me and anybody else doing it for the first time, is that I had more comfortableness. I don't know, that's right. not really a word, but on stage, it was just, holding the mic was weird, and I went through a whole bunch of different things, like where I'd stand, and just not hold the mic. I think I went a year. I would do things like for a year. One night, one year I got stoned every night before I got on stage so that I'd slow the fuck down. Because in five, in a five, to me, a five minute set is the hardest set to do. It is a weird spot because it's not long enough. But to... that's what you submit to festivals. Right. You know, that's what you get when you get, I mean, LA is all, you can't make money in LA doing stand up. It's all showcase. You know, sometimes you have to, they're the bringer shows, which I did for the first two years. I paid my dues there. It was like, nobody gave a fuck that I emceed at the Tampa Improv. Right. You know what I mean? It's like you're starting over. When I, it's, I haven't been on stage in three years. But I was only four years in when I got to LA. That's not really that many. No. Uh, you know, yeah. but when you go to open mic and mics and you've been doing it four years and somebody else is just starting out, you will rise to the top because you've been right. doing it longer. Right. Well, you've been punching a bag. Yeah. You know. I mean, and I put the hours And in. you were, yeah, I mean, you were really dedicated. And if I still was, do. I still go out. Yeah. If well, I remember anywhere I went where there was a microphone plugged into speakers, you were there. I was practicing my you stuff. Know. Yeah, yeah. I still do that. And, and that's why Jennifer and I are such kindred spirits because she does the same thing. She just worked on a couple of game shows back to back. That's kind of her bread and butter. Uh, America says she worked on. You know that one. I don't so, watch the game show. So what time. got you into acting in the first place? Oh, I always wanted to be an actor. I went. I have a, a degree in acting and directing from the University of Cincinnati. <laughs> cool. And right out of college, I got a job doing dinner theater, and so. Uh, I played a couple parts, and then the girl, one of the girls that had a bigger part, got pregnant, and they need. I said, "Well, I can do it, and you don't even need to rehearse me because I already know it." And blah blah blah. So that's how I got my union card, mm. and I did that for almost a year. Played against Sam with Robert Morse. He was uh, a big Broadway actor who had fallen from grace, and then he went back, won the Tony for True, and was on Mad Men. He was the old guy on Mad Men. Cool. Yeah. So. I want to ask you if you remember. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. There's a there's a, a little fraternity of people. I know you were there. I'm pretty sure Gwiggy was there that night. Okay. And I couldn't remember anyone else. We were at this place called the Hip Hop Soda Shop. I remember First that First of all, do you remember this? Rafiq, I I'm had... just looking for an excuse to tell this story on the <laughs> yeah. podcast. Yeah, okay. okay. And cool. she was there that night, so that's so why I'm telling this story. That's, okay. a good, that's a good excuse. <clears throat> so I had been in comedy like... A month, maybe, yeah, maybe three. I mean, it had not been a while. I come in. There's this guy who's like really well dressed. It's like, uh, I mean, he's not like in a suit. It's like 
street well dressed mm -hmm. really expensive but looking like it isn't you know and um <clears throat> he's got like two cameras set up and he's like talking to camera guy and i'm mister i've been here for a month i don't know what the fuck's going on. i'm terrified right because like this guy there's a real guy here with like a <laughs> camera crew do you remember crew. his name i don't remember his name what did Okay. He had like I want to say like street gay chic is the only way I can describe how okay, he was dressed. Okay, okay. So like a sideways That's... beret. Okay. Like one shoulder exposed with the long t-shirt. At the hip hop soda. At shop. the hip hop, okay, you know, okay. really expensive sneakers that were very colorful. So he gets a he's got heavy eyeliner on. Now I'm gonna do a, a stereotypical. Wait, we'll get there. You'll remember this. Trust me. I'm going to do a stereotypical gay voice <laughs> because this is the way the guy talked. So I'm not trying to make fun of anyone. Okay. All right. So it's his turn, and I'm, I am eating my own stomach. I'm just, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> that's a funny, that's a funny <laughs> He gets up there. He doesn't even tell jokes. He doesn't even do a monologue. He's just rambling. I think I remember. You, you know, please tell me you know where this yeah. is going. Okay, this guy's going. just babbling. It's going nowhere. You don't even know where the joke is supposed to be. What is it? He bought a film crew? What is happening? Right. So at some point, he starts talking about how much he doesn't like gay people. And now it's getting like, what's happening? Right. <laughs> and then he says, and the timing on it was perfect. He goes... But the thing I can't even stand about gay people is when people think I'm gay. He says that and the place fucking explodes. He's been rambling nonsense for two minutes. I do not remember. And then, and then lays a bomb. Right. Is when people think I'm gay. And everyone fucking is falling out of their seats. And I swear to you, he starts looking confused. And he just goes, what's everybody laughing about? But do you, not, you don't think that was part of it, like an Andy Kaufman ad? That is what you said at the time. Is it? Because yeah. me, new guy who doesn't feel okay. comfortable, See? new guy who doesn't feel comfortable with seasoned comics, I start going, what is happening? And new guy grabs a napkin and starts writing notes to people he doesn't know and passing them like, what the fuck is happening? And you, you responded with, I think this is like an Andy Kaufman thing and passed it back to me. <laughs> I did? And he spent... That's so funny. He spent the next My two minutes talking about how much he hates gay people and how he and his youth pastor can't figure out why people think he's gay <laughs> and, what, and what, what to do when I gay people I approach him. It was... Hands down, one of the most bizarre experiences of my life. Here's a question. Did they laugh for the rest of those two minutes? No! Okay. It was rambling nonsense, accidental joke, why is everybody laughing, and then rambling nonsense. Uh, it sucks. <laughs> it was amazing. There's a there, there's somebody who's recently come on to the Tampa Bay scene who neither of you are going to know, and I'm not going to even give her the credit to give her name. Okay. But she... She's awful. Okay. She, she. I think we talked not on mic, but I believe we talked about this person. She is so. The reason why she has a bad rep in the community is because she came onto the scene. First question I ever saw from her was, "How can I make a clean dick joke 
for children. I saw that post. That's, that's that sounds oxy- like a joke. That's an oxymoron. It's a ser- it was a serious question. You can't. It's so and so like that started off like this weird train of nonsense where you're like, hey, you can't be serious, right? So veteran comics at some point start chiming in, and she just starts going, "You guys are haters. You guys don't know me. I got a record deal. Blah blah blah." People from Orlando start chiming in where they're like, yeah, we kicked her out of Orlando. (laughs) (laughs) Kicked her out of the city. She's no longer welcome in the city. And then... That's sad, though. Right. But the icing on the cake was people were were willing to give her, like, sort of a chance because they're like, maybe we're all just being mean for no reason. And then she went to a, a spot that regularly booked comics and she bombed so hard mm. that that spot said, we are never doing comedy again. Whoa, she killed comedy in that fucking room. Right. That's oh, amazing. Wow. That's and sad. <laughs> That's great. That so, hurts. Ouch. Right? The reason why I bring her up is because, like, your hip-hop soda shop guy, it's, they now, beca- doing it's now become a thing where, like, veteran comics... Will see clips of her on stage, or so they will encounter her at an open mic or something, and then people will film it. And veteran comics just kind of sit around going, "Like, what is happening? <laughs> right? Well, how did we just watch 15 minutes of this terrible nonsense?" And my favorite thing about that is, unlike your guy, there's no comeuppance for that guy. Right? Filmed this thing, went off and yeah, probably never did comedy again. Right. Learned his lesson. She and I... <laughs> never recognized him. Right. Anyway. Yeah. She and I are going to be on a show coming up. Oh, God. Called the Shock Value Show, where you have to wear an electric collar, and every time a joke goes bad, they shock you. This isn't real. This is a real that's thing. That's an S&M show. Let's call a spade a spade. Yeah, right. that's... I, that's something I repeat? know something about. Yeah, I, I'm not kidding. This, <laughs> this, was a, this is an actual gig I got booked for. Rafiq, don't do this. Yeah. I love you. Don't do this. Right. So no, no, I, I, I'm we're not. We're no, no. <laughs> Don't do this. This is whoever put this together is a jackass. You should not validate their show. And then you know you've been doing it a while, but you're you're sometimes you eat shit sometimes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah okay. so don't don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> This is just where comedy. You this have is, this to, is, though. This you is have where... to do that. No, to you get don't. Better. So to get better, you have to eat shit a few times. You have to. Yeah. No. You, but you don't have to be pelted with dog shit every time you bomb. <laughs> you already emotionally are right, dealing right. with like. That's true. What are you doing? Don't do so, this. Yeah. I mean, you gotta get booked somehow, right? <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> How many so, minutes do you do now? So I mean, I I'm like a feature act now, so I can do like twenty to twenty five. Great. My ego always wants to answer that question of like oh, I could do like a forty five minute set. Forty five like, is is a stretch for me. Right, yeah. Now, because I don't you don't get to do it very often. Yeah, you get exactly. to do it more often when you're here. That's why when I think oh well, if I get this home shopping network gig, I have to move back. Would you? So it, it, I would it, for it, that. It pays really nicely, and it's. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine just getting paid to talk about 
you know, use adjectives for several hours. <laughs> that's Lovely. Really, that's, Exciting. I love, I love adjectives. I do. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> say that in your audition. Look, I'm I love to, adjectives. I am, I'm going to, and I'm going to say, you know, my dad used to say I have diarrhea of the mouth, that I could talk on and on about anything, and I'm going to prove him right. Right. Right now. You know, I don't know. With these sterling. But I don't want to, I don't want to come back. I like where I'm living. I really do. I'm glad I went back. But we have Walmart. You do I mean, have Walmart. We do have We Walmart. have it. I just won't go to it. <laughs> just not, not there. You will hear. Yeah, I will hear. Yeah. That's this. a Florida thing. It's, I can't help it. When so, in, you're okay. like, when in France, there was a French, you know, people in there. So let me ask you this question, right? If, wa- if it's not a Walmart, uh-huh. right? If it was like a Publix. Oh, Publix Ooh. is the bomb. Publix is the best. Okay, but if Publix was out there, would you go, well, Publix is a Florida thing? No, so I, would, I, no, I, would, I would go to Publix. So <laughs> what I'm hearing is you're willing to debase yourself in Florida. <laughs> no, well, Publix, no, here's the difference. Publix is a really quality store. It's a great store. Okay. It is. And you are? I go to three different markets at every Publix, week. At Publix. Because, you know, I specialty shop. My Publix joke is that at, every time you check out at Publix, there's a five to thirty dollar at least you're not at Walmart fee. <laughs> because Publix sure. is absurdly expensive. It's weird. Well, how they, much I feel like you haven't been to Whole Foods. <laughs> they, yeah, right. They, well, that, yeah, I don't go. I don't even go to Whole and Foods. And things are more expensive in LA. Like just at the regular store at Ralph's, cereal was like a dollar more a box than it was at. Publix, shit like that. But now you guys are catching up, even with the rents. I know. I was in New York City like a year ago, and I love New York. So you know, the joke of New York now is that the whole like seedy part of New York is gone because it's so expensive to live. Like everyone in New York. (laughs) Is rich. Like you can't be a you can't be a criminal (laughs) (laughs) making only five k in rent a month. Right. And uh, so it's funny. Like you're you're in an area that has kicked out every that whole idea that New York is to be so real and so hard. Like that's pretty much gone. Like everyone in New York now is pretty much rich. But then it's like you still go into their 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 the. The stores, it's not Walgreens, it's Dwayne Reed, which right, is, it's right. still a Walgreens company. I don't know what they just call it. Is it really? Right. Yeah. But it's like, there's like a guy working at Dwayne Reed. And it's like, where do you live? Right. Yeah. <laughs> what are you well, doing but, you here? Know, there, there are people that, you know? that's why families stay living together longer. My daughter finally moved out at 27 because she couldn't afford well, it. Oh, yeah. You know, she really, it took her a while to save up the money to, to be able to move out. And I was fine with it. But my 21-year-old daughter still lives with me. She's not moving out anytime soon. <laughs> she says, smiling. Yeah, that's fine. I, I bought a big-ass house there because things had the market had fallen mm. below where it was. And so I got way more right. I would, so than I expected I, to. It's funny that you mentioned this because this is, I guess, we can... Do you want to segue in... To Ed, or are we gonna have enough time I'm, I'm for it? I'm doing a thing. I'm fine. Do your okay. thing. So I guess we'll jump right into what's making me. Oh, I didn't know you were hanging by a thread. Yeah. Um, now it is time for our <laughs> running segment. Hey, Rafiq, what's making you miserable this week? Oh, Which no. is poverty. <laughs> poverty. <laughs> so I've I keep on making this joke because I've hit a point in my own personal finances where it's like I can be idle. I can be rich I just can't be both <laughs> right and 
I'm ahead of the I'm way ahead of the curve, right? Because I was already planning to retire at 45 to just be like I don't have to ever work again. Like you do you, you keep your peasant jobs done, you know. I like due to some investments coming in early that I can actually retire like in 3 years if I can save How up. How old are you? I'm 31. That's very young. So, like, if I can save up another 15K, I'll have, like, a year's worth of expenses in case of an emergency. But I should be able to live, like, just the rest of my life off my investments. Like, just skimming a little off the top. and Just, woo, right? The thing is, in order to hit that 15K, right, still got to earn that money somehow. And I keep on looking around at jobs here in, like, Florida and it's like every job is so questionable of like, oh yeah, we're gonna pay you like $17 an hour. And you're like, oh really? It's like, yeah, uh, did we mention that we're a marketing firm? So you mean sales? Mm. <clears throat> yeah, not really. And you're like, okay, so what do you do? It's like, well, you're in the process of convincing people <laughs> to purchase <laughs> an item. Right. Uh, I sold office supplies when I first moved to LA. Right. And I Ooh. like I got nothing against that, but it's just like every but every decent job in Tampa, it seems, is like, hey, you wanna work in a career field where it's like this is next to criminal? Do you want <laughs> to work in a career field where like it's sales, but we refuse to call it that. You're a marketing mentor. You're part of a marketing coach. Uh, so you're, what's, it, what are you, what's making you the most aggravated about all The this? thing that's making me the most aggravated is like the job I'm at now, right, is kind of like a net zero balance for me every month. I make as much money as I do as it takes on the bills, okay. right? I'm just looking for like a little bit more because if I can just hit that next number up, right, I should be able to in three years save up 15k and then I can just be like, whoop, <laughs> see you guys never again. I will never wake up at 8 a.m. in the morning. You to can't go retire to... on 15k. What world are you living in? It's it's not just that. I I need the additional 15k because where I'm at in my assets. That fifteen k brings me up to like forty five, and that's enough for right now. Where I go, if something happens, like if I lose, I wouldn't all, be comfortable with right? that. If I lose all my money in the stock market, I can just go. Okay, I got a year. I got a year to figure this out. At thirty one, yeah. I would have been comfortable with that, but I now I now I wouldn't be comfortable with that. It just it's just bothering. It's not enough. He lost me five minutes into that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know uh, what numbers and money are. Oh, that's my, yeah, you know, that's my day job. I have a day job. I do taxes. Oh, okay. For the entertainment industry. That, that's, but that's my point. Like, my thing is, like, I'm not searching for a lot out of life, per se. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be super wealthy, because, like, when I was a kid, my family was, and it sucked, right? Because, like, all those people are, like, just shallow douchebags, who are just dick-wagging to be like, oh, well, you know, I built this house in a tree because my son mentioned this and I'm an architect. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm I'm nine and I know that's douchey. Like, you know, and it's just like, there's this weird gap that I've noticed in America and it's just making me fucking miserable every this day is, this, this week. This is what's bugging you this week. Yeah, because it's, it's like, mind. because it's like, 
there's this weird gap of like there's a lot of people who they they're they just need just a like step higher in order to live a decent life. I am, and no one's getting that. Anymore. I am currently in the process of begging. Listen to this. This will piss you off. <clears throat> I go to my people above me and I go, I need more money. And they're cool about it. They're mm-hmm. like, here's what we got to do to get you more money. They were like, it's the two guys who work directly above me and they're really grounded dudes and they weren't blowing smoke. They were like, we can't just give you the money. We have to convince this guy. They gave me the names. They told me the titles. We have to convince these three people. Then they told me like, <clears throat> here's the cap of what your position is. Mm-hmm. So we probably can't give you money where you are, but if we add a new title and give you like manager, then we can, you know, move right. you up. And <clears throat> so now we're like literally building a manager position together where we're like looking at my current job title, seeing what could be added to that and what we could argue that you're already doing. Right. right. You got so a game plan in place. Yeah. Here's where it gets awesome. The day that we are getting ready to submit this, our head head department person gets fired that day. Mm. So then above them, like vice president person gets acting, like acting Head. head, just to have someone in that position. So they're like, okay, well we can go to this guy and it'll be even easier because that guy's already overwhelmed and he'll probably just stamp whatever we put in front of him. And right when they do that, they fill the position. So now they have to swing that proposal now to new person ah. who is learning how to do the new job and having people knock on her door and go like, approve all these new positions. Right. So <clears throat> this, it's been like two months or oh, something. Clusterfuck. <laughs> yeah. They do the same thing at my job too. Like I've gotten to the point where I'm applying for positions in the fucking company that I know I'm not gonna get because I go, it's an exercise in futility, but fucking exercise is good for you. Like I know I'm not gonna get this job. Let me just work on my interview skills. So That's that every can... audition. Yeah. Uh, oh. That's every. That's, everyone. That sounds so. That's what I'm saying. It's like that's why, why I want to retire it? because why I go. Do I want. I don't want to be fucking wealthy. I don't care about wealth. I just want to get into a point where it's like, what are you doing this but weekend? How do, you, how do you have fun? What, what do you like to do to have fun? I love to comedy. Stand up's fun, right? And exactly. Acting is fun. Ex- I love doing exactly, that. and that's where I'm trying to get. Yeah, I, I want, want to get to the point where it's that. like, what'd you do this weekend? I, filmed, I right. Yeah. I entertain like. 90 people at a comedy club out in fucking Ohio, wherever, and then they gave me money, but I don't necessarily need that money, you know, in order to survive, right? I'll take take it. it. But I mean, at the very least, though, you can devote your time now to doing comedy. Right, Right, exactly. That's the thing I miss, by having having a a day job, (laughs) is that I can't write... uh, I think having a granddaughter was a little distracting... With that too, but she's given me a lot of new material, mm. you know. I'm just, uh, right, and but that's what I'm saying is like it, life does. Right, life has life has this unique way of just going like, uh, uh, y- you want this thing? You want this thing? Fetch, and you're like, oh, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, <sighs> it's true. Well, I just got started acting again. I got to play my dream part. What was that? A sixty-year-old hooker. 
<laughs> All your life, you wanted to play a six-year-old. Well, a hook. I've never played a hooker before, and it was it was really interesting because I didn't want her to come from a place of like uh, neglect or mm. you know abuse or something. I wanted her to be a powerful hooker. You know, like I, I the thing I love the, the most about how you explain that is not the notion of like age has any relevance to the part. It has that, a lot of relevance. No, what I'm saying is like it. It didn't matter if she was like. 35 or like 45 or 65 you just knew you wanted to play a hooker (laughs) in a powerful position in life and I go like that's kind of fucking rad it was fun you can can achieve your dreams kids in Tonopah Nevada that's I have a a non-disclosure agreement on, on that and uh, we filmed. So yeah. you're talking about it on a microphone. No, but, but they don't. I, I'm just not giving the details oh. of, of oh, what right. it is. But uh, which is fine. But uh, there were some Nickelodeon stars involved in it that were, you know, kind, are kind of back in the scene now. So and they all played hooker. No, no, things are being timed. And it was a, it was a heist. It was a, a web series about a heist. And my character was like, this you're getting so cl- much closer to saying things you probably right. shouldn't yeah, no, be saying. Yeah, no, it's okay. And she was. Uh, <laughs> She was, you know, the hooker with the heart of gold. She was, it was fun to play. And, uh, but I didn't know, like, there was some lines and stuff. So we go to this place, Tonopah, Nevada. Have you ever heard of it? No. Me neither. It's uh, the most haunted town in Nevada. Okay. It's where the lady in red was murdered at the hotel where the we The lady in red. The lady in red. And um, there's ghosts on, like, there's different ghosts, on, children ghosts on the third floor. And the lady in red's on the fifth floor. It's only five floors, the hotel. And it's very old-fashioned, old-timey. It was an old silver mine. And I think there were more miners that died in fires and mines there than like any other city, which is why it's supposed to but be. But they don't haunt the mines. <laughs> it's just the lady in red. We were, we were in the mines, too. Okay. Shooting underground and doing all kinds of weird shit. So, uh, like I said, I'm in my 60s, you know, and I'm playing this hooker, and I'm wearing this kind of risky outfit, and... But she has a little flouncy skirt. And I'm doing this, like, I have to go through these grids, laser grids, to get to a safe. Because that's where the money is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've led everybody there, you know, so they're counting on me. And I couldn't get the code to deactivate the grid, so I have to go in it. And so I was, like, channeling Lucy Lou. I don't know why her, but that's, that's what, and, and I'm looking, I go, i got to take this skirt off. Because I'll never, it's gonna hit the it's gonna hit the lasers. I mean, I was really sussing it out in my head. Mm-hmm. I was so in in the moment or whatever. I took my skirt off and flipped it, and the director almost shit his pants. <laughs> but I didn't think it through because the rest of the episode I had to play pantless. Ah, <laughs> fantastic! Because I had shucked my skirt and I'm, I had to run down the middle of Tonopah, Nevada, ah. and, <laughs> and dance pants, fishnets, and little like character shoes. In 28 nice. degrees. That's oh, in 28 degrees. In 28 degrees. But I was filmed by a, a drone. I've never been filmed by a drone before, so I'll, I'll be interested to see how. So it was a whole lot of fun. I got to do a lot of things, and um, you know, at my age, I go, "What a gift that is!" That people, right. you know, go, "Really? They're they're interested in you know having me in their projects?" And these people wrote wrote this part for me, and. Uh, I'm really excited about it. And I did The Doll, which was another web series with them that won all these awards, but somehow has never been released. I don't know what that... They have How do you win an award yeah, when you've never right? been released? Because you, they did the festivals, the web series oh. festivals. And I got Wait, not, <laughs> no. I can't. Web series have it's the web series festival yes. for a web series that never made it to the web. That never that was never released, but, but filmed for the web, yeah. 
that that hurts my brain meats. <laughs> I know. I, I I I agree. And I was nominated for best supporting actress, and I'm like, but nobody's ever seen it. That's weird. So how's that how's that happening? Uh, but it was fun. I got you know to be on a red carpet and do all that stuff. And it's been you know actoring is fun. But then there's an area who got her SAG card right here in Tampa. You don't mm-hmm. have to go to LA. go to LA. But you know what's cool about LA? I'll be very honest with you. I love the town. Always have because uh, you can just walk down the corner and you turn the corner and anything you, you can see anything. You know, it's there's always a, a surprise. Mm. It's like this is Halloween. Everybody waits for the big. So, you know, it's sort of like you don't know, and you turn a corner and they're filming something, and then you know you walk into the market and you see Rod Stewart, or you, you know what I mean? There's just like happenings all uh, all day long that you don't expect. Who, who's the guy in Step? Is his name John C. Re- the guy in Step Brothers? John, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. I'm on the phone with my buddy Drew. <clears throat> he was. About, I don't know, five, six years ago, there was the big writer strike mm-hmm. in, uh, in L.A. And he's kind of like on the phone telling me this writer strike's about to happen. Right. He's like, I don't know if you've heard any rumblings, but things are about to get weird because we're about to have her. And suddenly he just goes completely silent. Hello? Hello? And he goes, dude, I'm sorry. I'm at the bank and John C. Riley just walked by me. <laughs> and I didn't want him to hear me. Talking about this writer's strike. <laughs> so he just like clammed up because a superstar walked by right. to go into the bank. Was he in LA? Nice. Yeah, my buddy. He works for a, a company that's very big in oh, LA. Nice. <clears throat> and they, they, speaking of LA, did you guys hear about the assistance strike or whatever that's going on right now? Where? No. In a, yeah, in I, LA. I've been like out of touch for a whole week. I don't know what's going the, on. So, apparently, like, it's kind of funny because BoJack Horseman made a joke about this. Uh-huh. Uh, but, like, apparently a, a large number of, like, executive assistants or whatever in L.A. just went on strike because they're like, we're tired of being given this assistant position. Me too. Which They're is me really too just, to death. Yeah, it's, which is really just, I need you to get everything done for me for no money. Yeah. So they kind of went like, we're not doing that anymore. And the weird thing about it is like, they did that the week before uh, Netflix put up BoJack Horseman, like the first half of season six, where one of the episodes is about everyone going on strike. Oh, wow. So it's it's a very weird it's very thing because timely. it's like wow. Where it's like, did you guys get a preview of the episode, wow. or was it the other way around? Like wow. somebody leaked the is like, hey, we're all gonna go on strike in a week, and you know. I would say something like that is is. It's just somebody seeing the writing on the wall, right? Somebody, even though it was two years ago when they because sure. if it, if it's animated, they wrote it two years ago. Exactly. Even though they wrote even it two years ago, they they saw this is coming. Right. You know what I mean? I I, I want to see if that's the uh, the same series you think it is. Yeah, I mean that's isn't that funny? Um, real quick, I think we got time for one or two. Okay. Um, we've got a uh, we got a friend of the show that we've never met. Who uh, we have a? I'd say we have a love hate relationship with this guy. Uh, yeah, that, that's his, his name is. Uh, he goes by Ed the Machine Regine, and this is uh, this is his album that we like to play for our guests. Do you have any reactions to what you see there before you? I do not. You don't. You can't even. 
I can't even. You you you, you have neither positive nor negative. Ed the machine <laughs> regime tells one hundred of the funniest jokes he's ever he's heard. ever heard. Right. That means Ed the machine regime did not write these jokes. Mm-hmm. These are other people's jokes. Ed the machine regime <laughs> is telling. Mm-hmm. That's Do you happening. hear me talking now? Yeah. My, my favorite thing about this is she's the first guest to say Ed's name like three <laughs> times in a row. Like is he going to appear? Is he going to appear? Like Beetlejuice? Yes. Oh, God, I wish. <laughs> we could kick his ass. So, uh, real quick, we, we've done this a hundred times on the show, so we don't want to labor this. Oh, do I get this. to pick a joke? Well, no, no. We, we're going in order, but uh, he has them listed here. Oh, None dear. of these are actually... None of these tracks. Oh, you have a signed I have copy. a signed copy. Right. I do. Okay. Um, all of those are out of order. So he just wrote down the names of the jokes and put them on the CD in whatever order. He, he, felt got, like. he does have 100 of the we, funniest jokes. We've had some real miracles on the <laughs> yeah. show. Where, we, we have what, twice. Do I have to find which joke it is? No, oh. we, we've done 27 of these. We go in order, and two hmm. of them were actually listed correctly like no i think number 12 was correct and i don't remember technically it's been five because we had the ones of john jacob where we we won yeah and then we had the one with tony that was two uh there were two okay so we're up to three right yeah so it's like three okay so of them (laughs) have been in order at one point so the cd begins with some wacky music Mm -hmm. and when we got to track like 25 mm-hmm. track 25 ended with some wacky music it says hitchhiker is what well, it was. wasn't about hitchhiker. It wasn't. <laughs> um, okay. but 25 like ended with wacky music which told us that was supposed to be the last track on the cd but uh he just put it in the wrong order right yeah should have been his closer it should have been the closer with the wacky music uh-huh. so we do not anticipate that we will hear wacky music again I see. unless the only other option is that every 25th one has wacky music because <laughs> he's splitting it up, maybe. you know. Like, um, like uh, Axe. Yeah. So he's an artist, okay. and uh, this is track number 28. Would you okay. like to tell us what it's supposed to be? 60 Years Married. This will not be about 60 Years Married. This is track 28, Ed the Machine, Regine. Okay. Oh, it's not playing. Why isn't it playing? God damn it. It's always something. I turned my volume all the way up. Uh, tells a hundred of the funniest jokes he's ever heard. Who gives a shit? (laughs) Keep talking and see if I can get this thing moving. Ed the Machine Regine tells. So he's got stars on here. It looks like a selfie. It, you know, that's a good observation. I don't think we've ever actually talked about where the photo itself. He just Came put his from. head on some cheesy Vegas marquee-looking right. thing, right? And with what, something from the movies around it that doesn't quite fit, right? And what, like one. There we go. Here we go. This is what, uh, yep. sixty years married. I was somehow connected to the wrong speakers, which right. I don't know what that means. But here we go. It's still not working. Why isn't the fucking working? Uh, All right, we're going to pause the podcast. It's, it's Ed, Ed the Machine Regime. It's, it's the ghost of Ed fucking with us. I'm going to pause the Ed podcast. Ed fucking with you. Okay. okay. I'm going to pause the podcast. <laughs> okay, we're back. I don't know what happened. My computer didn't want to play. Now, track 28, Six Years Married. This will not be about Six Years Married. Go. So this couple that's been married for 60 years. <laughs> oh! 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 Oh!
out of the gate at getting it right. Getting it right. Let's start over. So this couple that's been married for 60 years are having a friend over for dinner. And during dinner, the husband keeps saying to the wife, Honey, can I help you do anything? Sweetie, is there anything I can do? Baby, can I help you do something? Would you like me to do something? And finally, the wife goes into the kitchen to clean some dishes. And the guest says to the husband, Wow, he said, 60 years of marriage and you still call her honey, baby, and sweetie. He said, Shh, I forgot the bitch's name years ago and I'm too afraid to ask her what it is. Whoa! Shocking. Okay. That one was sure. Uh, by the way, did anyone else notice him trying to remember the rest of the joke about halfway through? There was a yeah. pause where he was like, oh, the guy. Ah. Well, I thought it was like, you know, embrace the pause kind of deal. No, that's no. not what happened. Okay. I, I, yeah. I trust your opinion. <laughs> yeah. um, totally. All right. Well, let's do one more, Ed. Three, uh, number 29 should be three roses. Three roses. Mm-hmm. This woman goes into the hospital for vaginal reconstruction. Nope. And when she wakes up from the surgery, there's three roses on her bed. Whoa! She asks the nurse, she says, what are these roses on my bed? And the nurse says, well, one is from your doctor for being such a great patient. And the other one is for your husband for thanking you for doing this wonderful thing for him. And the woman said to the nurse, well, what's the third one for? And she said, that's the guy down the hall in the burn unit thanking you for his new ears. Oh, because they uh, took the vagina gets, and they made ears right. out of it. Yeah. That is definitely not one of the hundred funniest jokes, Ed Regine. Ed the Regine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there it is. Right. That's the moment. That's what we're looking for with that all of our not. guests. We want to see that moment where yeah. our guest breaks. No, and we got you. I'm Yes, that Here's, is not one of the hundred funniest jokes that anybody's ever heard. Here's the problem I have with that joke, right? Oh, God. She goes in for vaginal reconstruction breaking surgery. breaking it down. Listen. So where right. the fuck does the extra material come from for this dude's ears? They cut it off of her vagina, see? If you're bringing it back together... Hey! Tighten it up. Tighten it up. Then like, there's excess skin. There'd be excess is that, skin. Is that his train of thought there? Because I'm imagining you're filling in the hole. Like, what, you're adding skin? Uh, like, you're, you, got, you gotta do something to pull it, pull the walls back together, right? You just do Kegels. I do them when I'm driving. <laughs> you do a lot of driving in L.A. It's you hear that, Ed? Ed, it's not that hard. Ed, the machine regime, you ain't getting it. <laughs> you ain't tapping this. Although, you know, I'm probably too old for him. 
Oh, I don't, I know. don't know. Take a good look at that. Oh, Ed there. Ed's got his veneers on his teeth. He yeah. does have his veneers. And he's got a selfie happening. Uh, Ed, he's a silver fox, that Ed. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's something kind of cheesy about Ed. Yeah. Is there? Is do you think so? I do. I think we have to rechange our position. And there's, there's uh, a parental advisory on it, so y'all uh, aren't allowed right. to. Well, that's the reason right. why I use the word bitch. Yeah, because parental advisory. Dirty I, language. I, I will say this. I think we might have to rechange our position slightly on Ed. Oh, okay. Because I think the first 20 jokes were out of order. <laughs> Except for like 12. Right. 12 was okay. And I think, because this is like the third or fourth time where we've been like, this is definitely not going to and be the thing, is. and it's bad. Maybe. So... Maybe he pulled he, his shit together for the... Right. For the... <laughs> the last 70. Like, the last yeah, 75. Yeah, he, that's where he really starts to focus go. in. Right. Oh, Ed, you suck. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that's how we like to end our podcast. Oh, wow. Bringing everybody down with Ed the really? Machine. Yeah, we really... Well, it's been great It goes from high to low. That's what we're about. Okay. It's been awesome seeing you. I haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah. So, uh, before we go, is Uh there any social media or anything you want to plug? I'm just Susan Sager on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. S-U-S-A-N-S-A-I-G-E-R. And I have a video out, uh, Don't Silence Me. It's become the anthem of the Me Too movement. Mm. And um, my part was, you know, the older chick. Uh, So, (laughs) hey, that always, that's been working out great for me, actually this older chick thing right. so I'm thinking about you know even trying to get an agent you know because yeah. I've been getting a few right. jobs and stuff maybe if I had an agent I'd work I don't know uh, right. but I'm also not that motivated because I'm having a great time you know uh, I get to work fun shows uh, I do a show at a bowling alley and just all different places and I'm not the comedy store I'm not doing the improv I'm not your hip cool places but I'm having a good time you know and, I right. get to, and I'm in Vegas every now and again so that's fun and I come back here to work, so, you know. All right. Hey, so, find her on Facebook, find her on Twitter, find her on Instagram. Or in Vegas. Right. Or in Vegas. Or in Vegas. Or in Vegas. At Bonkers, yeah. Bonkers at Bonkers. In Vegas, yes. Specifically. And Specifically. Can, and you at home can find us on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. Wow. I'm guessing that whoever is listening to this already found us on one of those things yeah but yeah. just tell your friends just, okay. just maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. we should tell them to tell their friends you should go to your friend great. and go hey so how about this hey so how about this so I'll about recommend it. all my LA friends that come to Tampa come talk to you guys. oh that'd be great yeah, yeah. so how about this yeah. oh, there, there you go, go. Yeah. it's all good <laughs>